0: to Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast, where we explore the world of Marvel's Mighty Thor. My name is Ryan Doe, and I am your host on today's episode, where we will conclude our three-part journey through the storyline, The Devourer King, with the guys from Apollo City Comics. Brandon and Brandon are back for this concluding Episode of our mini series that got us through most of November. We're almost at the end of November, and this series concludes today. We talk about the last two issues in this epic. Epic story from Donnie Cates and Nick Klein. You are not going to want to miss this episode. We get into asking some big existential questions. We challenge, we challenge some storytelling elements. We read a lot of these comics because they're too good to try and describe in our own words. So we go ahead and we give you a little bit of live reading here as well. There's a lot in this episode that you're not going to want to miss. So I encourage you, stick around, enjoy this episode. I know you are going to get something out of it on on an entertainment level, on a literary level, uh, just maybe maybe on a deeper life question, maybe some philosophical uh, ponderings level. It's going to be a great time. And and I wanted to tease a little bit of an announcement for uh, the end of the podcast we have a great episode coming up this Thursday for Thanksgiving yes we're doing a Thanksgiving special and we're serving up some great audio that you can feast on throughout the Thanksgiving weekend I wonder how many more of these Thanksgiving puns I can reach uh, you are not gonna want to uh, be a turkey about it I I don't know. I don't know, guys. I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to tease a great episode that we have in store for you this Thursday for Thanksgiving. You're not going to want to miss that. Without further ado, we'll do all the 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 following and supporting the show at the end of the podcast because I don't want you to miss any more seconds between now and the conclusion of the Devourer King. So, without further ado, here is part three, the epic conclusion of. Donnie Cates and Nick Klein's The Devour King. Five starts, we, we get a little bit of an assessment of where things are at in Asgard with you know all the refugees and Sif and Beta Ray Bill are talking and
1: I mean that's the cool part too you know like and I hate to get political here but like Asgard is just like it's taking in refugees it doesn't matter where you're from like these guys are just trying to help people across the galaxies and you know at the same time we had and this could have been premeditated, you know. You know, and comic books do this all the time. Like art imitates life very often. Yeah. yeah. But like, especially in El Paso, with COVID going on, we had a oh lot of refugees God. coming in, and you know, coming through the border and everything. And so seeing this was just like, damn! Like, what a contrast to what we do with refugees in this country compared to like what we like say we do with refugees in like this. You know what I mean? It's just one no, of those no, yeah, things. I totally yeah, totally get it. Yeah. yeah.
0: It, it, it's it. I think it speaks to um, the inner empathy of not only the creative team, uh, mm-hmm. but also the, the characters.
1: Yes. Yeah. Like, exactly. We what we, we should strive towards again. You know, it's always the hero thing that what you should strive towards.
0: We strive. We 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 use characters like heroes to strive towards an ideal, mm-hmm. and the ideal is that we would have empathy for those who are hurt and in pain and who have, li- they've literally just lost, not, not their lot, li- not their livelihood. They have lost everything they know. Yep.
1: History is gone. Everything. Their whole earth has gone and we're just people on a ship. You know what
0: I mean? Yeah. And, and there's no going back. Mm. The, the galactus has consumed it. it there it's a it's a it's a global cla- cataclysmic event yep. and what do they do yeah they, they've been given this one lifeboat off of of a doomed world and it's in an asgard mm-hmm. and it, it speaks to you know uh, you know let let's let's uh, quick aside into this Thor has been battling inter- internally with his role as a king, but yet he has done one of the most kingly things in, in welcoming these peoples, these different species, these different you know, beings onto his world, saying, I-, I understand what I have to do, but also you're not just going to be caught in the tidal wave.
1: Damn, imagine if that's how we approached wars. Like We go to war <laughs> with another country, but we're like, hey, we don't want any civilians getting hurt. We'll take some in. Um, but I mean, come on, like send them over, like we'll help them. But no, we just bomb the hell and kill people. You know what I mean? Like it's such a insane contrast in how they've handled it. And that's a great point in that Kingly, you know, mission that he's on, um, subcon, you know, subconsciously. And look what he did. Like, that's that's just beautiful at that point, you know. Yeah. Like we can only finish. I,
2: I think for him as a character too, it's one of those things like he's done something. Astronomical, right? He's like given a home to a whole planet's worth of multiple species, but he's also the kind of character that's going to be his worst, his own worst critic, where he's always wishing he could do more. Yes. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. And oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just, I was just gonna say, um, what you guys saying is so, it's so, um, it's so awesome. Like I'm trying to think of even a better word than awesome. In this entire six-issue explanation of Thor's godhood and his great power and his cosmic, you know, uh, uh, grandeur, it proves more about his humanity than anything. Damn! Yeah. No. Yes. Like, yes. He is. He is both invincibly powerful on a cosmic reality-changing way, but in that he does not forget the people who have to pick up the pieces
1: yep it could be a flicker in his long eternal moment of life you know what i mean like this is this whole thing is 10 minutes to him you know but he still takes the time and the empathy to be like it doesn't matter if i remember them or know them it's that i save them and how how much better of a character can you be than
0: that i wonder if i wonder if um you know when we talk about Donnie Cates, like like he like he's a friend of ours um but it it, honestly it it feels like how could he not have intended that
1: yeah no that's Um, that's master storytelling the layers that are within these six issues like because you know what you go from that and just you do all that in about three page two page one page one page is where we got that entire idea from and in fact if you really want to narrow it down it's like three panels on one yeah. page that we mm-hmm. perceived and came up with all that because the next is about beta ray bill kind of just trying to recover and sif lady sif waiting for thor and then by page was it five dude you have bandana thor with galactus shooting lasers out of every part of his like every opening he has practically um and you know thor's spinning his hammer and fighting the Black Winter. Like, dude, this two-page, every two-page spread in the series is the most monumental two-page spread. Killer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how fast this stuff shifts. You know, you go from talking about refugees and saving th- thousands of people to, like, okay, we're fighting a space cloud. <laughs> like, with this gigantic cosmic warrior and this thunder god.
0: We It literally says on the top of the page, we go back into the eye of the storm. Yeah there
1: you go and yeah and i just
0: want to like uh maybe thematically throw something at you guys um before we dig into this you know um this pent ultimate um very very dark issue of thor so much of what has led up to this point in the story is surrounding um the suffering of others Mm -hmm. alleviating the suffering of others Um, Beta Ray Bill suffering to get you know to basically to confront one of his friends you know Sif is torn you know uh, she's suffering internally now the God King the All-Father is going to suffer
2: and he's going to suffer
0: hard yes Um, and he's going to literally go into the darkest moment of I mean this is a comic book we're talking about a comic book here and yet he is he is going to be consumed with his own death yeah and it is it's it's not rosy you know i was
1: i was reading this and literally thinking like if i got to see how i died would i look you know what i mean that's what this entire issue puts in your brain like that one question and you see what thor goes through And you're just like, how curious would I be or how much regret would I have not knowing, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. that borderline. It could drive me mad and it can ruin my life or I could, you know, fight. I'm going to be fucking 106 and die in a bed like without knowing, you know. Um, But this he's facing everything that he's ever feared and ever his toughest enemies. What's cool. I mean, just just to kind of go through it a little bit, like gore pops up. And then Loki, but not like the Loki we've seen. This is a much more sinister, long-horned, devious, classic, classic, classic Loki. Yeah. Um, and then the, I always forget this demon
0: guy's Ooh. name. That's you. Mangog. Mangog, that's what it is, yes. He is the embodiment of a billion souls uh, slaughtered by Odin. That mm. is
1: fucking cool.
2: <laughs> yes, it's, uh, so Like many themes in this, it's very metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude.
0: Can you imagine if, if Donny Cates were it, somehow uh, the, the heavy metal uh, imprint in uh, in DC Comics comes over to Marvel and Donnie's like, yeah, I want that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> um, I, know, I totally would, yeah, hell yeah. All right, guys, sign me up.
1: <laughs> I uh, You have this, this awesome page where you have some of the best, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if he's gotten up against all these guys where it's been such a giant threat because I could see how Gord was intense, Annihilator, Doctor Doom, Soltar, Magog and Loki riding Magog. Um Is that like a
2: you, Ultron thing? That's annihilator. That's annihilator? Yeah. Has he got the head of Ultron?
0: Uh it's uh, uh so um you've got Juggernaut, Mephisto is there.
2: I see Apocalypse of course. Apocalypse,
0: yeah. Malekith is there. Uh, Malekith, uh, what's her name? The Enchantress. The Enchantress. The Enchantress yeah. yeah. I got and, I got her right here too.
1: So. Oh nice. yeah that's some Kirby goodness right there um dude I don't know if he's ever gone against Apocalypse or Juggernaut or why you know yes uh, um
0: I I believe what we're meant to uh we're meant to get from this is that these are all of Thor's greatest threats Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. that you know all the all the beings that have put him through hell and um there's a line uh back just a few pages that I I don't want to skip over because I think it kind of speaks to the undertone of this whole issue thor is thor is consumed by the black yes and, and he's taken to this like um i'm just maybe like a uh, he's just looking inside himself and and there's all these um these it's this very metallic steel uh, uh almost looks like um uh, like a abstract museum like a, a very like a modern art museum oh yeah it's, it's, there's uh, an
1: art piece that's like similar to this and if i was good at what i do i would know what it is but
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's very cold and it's very ominous looking and thor tries to basically bow up to the black winter as mm. he did with galactus because with the galactus he's very overt it's like i'm yeah. not scared of you i'm not afraid of you and he says that to the black winter he says i'm not afraid of you and the black winter says back the end is not afraid of you either and i'm like that, that is, is dope you read it and you get chills and again we are reading a we're reading pictures and like it's a comic book but like the writing is so good and And you see
1: uh, the fear in thor's face after you hear that line like no this can't be like i can't fathom this like how i was just i just threw my hammer through Galactus' kneecap like how is this gonna stop me you know but he's like no i felt that this isn't a dream
0: it's, I mean, the next few pages, I mean, it's, it's basically just the Black Winter telling Thor, um, you know, all these different, you know, um, all these different things. I mean, the writing is so good. I, I, I wish, you know, we could read the whole thing. He, he, he describes in vivid detail, um, you know, he says, I, I don't think you, I don't think you've had enough. And Thor says, mm-hmm. I've had enough of this. And he's like, I, I don't think you have. Um, I'm going to show you how you die, um, whether you want it or not and um he says you know he lists all the villains that you know have have um have showed up so far he's like you've been burned you've been atomized you've been crucified you've been unmade and then ultimately what was supposed to be your true end sacrificing yourself to the to the sac- sacrificing yourself to bring lightning to the darkness to the end of times and you see uh, jormungand the midgard serpent which brandon referenced earlier that mm-hmm. is mythologically that is supposed to be the end of thor
2: yeah he dies know. straight up he gets poisoned
0: yeah, he, 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 um, he defeats the serpent, but he dies um, nonetheless. And that is the end of Ragnarok in mythology. But uh, he continues, uh, the Black Winter continues, a one-armed and a one-eyed back-to-back with your brother against the butcher, Gore. Um, oh, but the winds have changed, Thunder God. Something is slithering through time. Someone is killing your destiny, breaking your fate. Can you feel it? Do you want to see it? do you want me to show you how it all ends how it truly ends and uh my gosh just the writing is so good and thor kind of breaks through the illusion um momentarily and we're 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 taken out of that little scene and 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 thor tries to fight against the black winter
1: so he ends up doing what is called the god blast and yes to basically kind of destroy the black winter you know he thinks and he even says he's like uh if the black winter can't be truly stopped if he cannot be killed then thor will die this day knowing that the storm will not soon forget the day he made it bleed um is the god blast from the jason aaron stuff that sounds Uh, familiar
0: that honestly um I don't, I don't, rec- I don't recall. Possibly, I,
1: or um, maybe I'm just thinking of the God Bomb right.
0: in general. Yeah, the God Bomb was yeah. used. In, oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah. that's, uh, yeah, that's the follow up to uh, the God Butcher. Story. Yeah.
1: Okay. Then maybe that's what I was thinking of. Maybe that's where it was kind of like resonating off of and whatnot.
2: All right, I uh, looked it up, DatabaseComicBooks.com. Here we go. I'm trying to find the history. So it first appeared in Thor. Number 412 in 1989. Oh, wow, okay. okay. Nice. He used the God Blast to push the Juggernaut backward. Oh. With, Wait, what, oh,
0: what number? 412.
2: Ooh. And four it four years
1: years is... Let's oh. see. Well, that's, that's cool. I mean, it brings back to that reason why the Juggernaut's there. I didn't know that he was had such a... Yeah, yeah. apparently
2: he fought the Juggernaut with the New Warriors. Mm. Um. On yeah. With the new yeah. Uh. Yeah. He apparently used the God Blast the first time in that issue. Uh. Well, and it's basically just him unleashing a bunch of energy.
1: And I mean, he doesn't kill. Uh. The black destroy the black winter. Um. But he like you said, he comes back to like the now, the present. He's there by oh, Galactus' side. This makes sense. Sorry.
2: Okay. Sorry. 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 So he actually. <laughs> It says right here 161. Th- he used the God Blast on Galactus, so it didn't show up in that one first. It showed up in issue 161. Oh, oh, so he's oh, he used it on Galactus, so maybe that's a callback to 1960s Thor. Damn, that is even that. better. Yeah, sorry, but go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> oh, god, oh, go on. What's up?
0: so sorry i just remembered why that issue sounded familiar that is a series of issues it's a few of the last issues that kirby drew yeah. for Thor, where uh galactus is fighting against ego the living planet yep thor is basically caught in the middle and it oh
1: gosh, does that do so the whole origin of galactus and whatnot like go into that or is that like right after
0: you know what? I don't remember because
1: that was a Kirby book too, and I know that was towards some of that in stuff. Yeah, um, but I, we'll look into that. Like that—that's another little run I wanted to check out. so
0: Yeah. uh Wow. Gosh, so much good stuff. That's a cool um, thing.
1: You know, he knows how to dive into history and pull those elements again. This is another perfect yeah. example. Like these are mm-hmm. great callbacks. Great writers do that. Like you know, like Grant Morrison and Neil Gaiman and stuff like that. They pull the right things. Um, you do the whole uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme where you're just like, I know what that is. Like, I yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, they, uh, what, what I think, um, you know, going back to Donny Cates as a writer, mm-hmm. I think what is so, what stands out about him so much is you can tell he's a fan, but he doesn't tell you he's a fan. Like, yes. Um, like, I, I've followed him along uh, enough on social media. Like, he's just a dude like yeah. he's a dude like he talks about his wife he takes you know he takes like cool pictures and mm-hmm. but he does he's not there like when he leaves the office or when he leaves his office he's a normal dude
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: but you know these references like that to me is the thing where it's like oh no he knows his stuff he's not yes. just a new kid on the block
2: oh yes. he's a huge comic book nerd donny Cates reminds this is a weird comparison but it Donny Cates reminds me of Jeff Johns. If Jeff Johns just like shut up for a second, not in a bad see that. way either. I can like see Jeff, that. Jeff Johns is one of those guys. Like that dude bleeds DC. He fucking yeah. you know he. I'm his
1: Shazam run right now, and I could totally see where he came Yeah, in
2: interviews, that. he's always like, I love Green Lantern. I love Superman. I love this. I love that. I love Aquaman. He doesn't shut up about. And when I say shut up, I'm not saying like in a rude way. It's just like he just keeps going and going. And he's like, I love DC. Donnie Case has said, like, I love Marvel, like 90s Marvel, especially. Mm-hmm. So he's one of the few people to actually praise 90s comics. But like, he. He's like the same thing. He he adores these characters. He loves them, but he just doesn't really talk about it.
0: Yeah, Brandon. It's so awesome that you mentioned Jeff Johns. Uh, Jeff Johns is the reason that I have this Aquaman tattoo.
2: There you go. Yeah. Hell yeah. Jeff Johns' oh,
0: yeah. run on Aquaman was uh, so good. You, it, 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 like, we'll
1: get you on when we cover it, and we'll get our
2: friend Comrade on too. And yeah, because I'm like, actually not an Aquaman fan, but I do respect Jeff Johns.
0: If, if you want to talk Aquaman. I, like, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. But okay, so we're back. I got I gotta pull us back because we're about to see an amazing full page art piece. Um where Nick Klein does more with the color black here than I just I, I thought could be done. Um, because Thor and Galactus dissipate the, the illusion that the Black Winner had put around him, and we see uh we see the black winter take the form of thor himself
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and they he explains um he explains that before that he can show thor his death he's going to show galactus because black the black winter is not here for uh he's not here for thor he's here for galactus yeah and he refers to galactus as his herald
1: and that puts a whole cycle onto it or why galactus is the way he is it shows it mm-hmm. builds that history that's always been missing that little that gap um him being the herald of the black Winter and knowing what he can do that's just like the silver surfer being terrified of that galactus is coming and trying to stop him it's that same pattern and it's like dude that is so obvious but hey you pulled that off like bravo yeah.
0: like it's like what it, what is galactus afraid of he's afraid of his master coming to get him
1: yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and
0: even the black winner says um i'm here to claim reclaim what is mine i am here for him and he points mm-hmm. at galactus and he says for the one i spared for the one i created for gallon of ta for galactus my herald and that's so, how the issue
1: ends and you know just jumping right into issue six Yes. First page, that full page splash of, of the Odyssean of surfer um, looking dreary just as he floats through the, the halls of Asgard. He uh, it says later. And you're just like, and then it was done. And you're just like, what a good transition to where you're just you're seeing this giant revelation. And then yeah. you go into the future. You're looking at Thor. Apparently, it's been months since yeah. what we did where we left off in issue five months and thor is just getting trashed he hasn't left his throne he's not talking he is just traumatized he is traumatized from this event something we've never really i don't know maybe but something we've never seen thor really go through and where he's broken down and beaten and basically almost given up
0: it, and i kind of get why um you know i don't presume to you know live rent free in donny cates's brain but i get why you would choose noren rad to be in this part oh yeah who would know who would know better Mm -hmm. who would know better than the the weight of watching whole worlds be destroyed for the sake of one being's power yeah um so he he finally tells him he says or Norn says what have you seen what have what happened what have you seen and we uh we cut right back to Galactus lashing out at the black winter almost almost ineffectively mm-hmm. um it's almost like he's throwing a tantrum he's like no you cannot send me to my room <laughs> like i will not yeah. go to my room
1: yeah yeah um,
0: and uh yeah the 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 black winter has a great um uh galactus says you you lie you know i'm not your herald you you lie and the black winner says i never lie i made you a promise all those eons ago i spare you you serve me it is you who have led it is you who have led or have lied you uh, who has been running from your fate i have searched for for you for eons Galen." And I found you here, hiding in this doomed universe. I gave you powers beyond imagining, and now I have come to collect them. I mean,
2: I've said it. What what a great setup! Like it's so awesome. It's kind of like that Star Wars meme. There's always a bigger fish. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: Like you know, uh sum up sum up this arc in one meme, Brandon. Mm-hmm. You just did it. Yeah, I just <laughs> yeah. summed up
2: Galactus as a character. Yes. Yeah, 50 years of history right there.
1: And man, it's it's one of those things. He uh you it's kind of hard to even fathom what's like going on in the scene with yeah. the way the black winners attacking Galactus, sends him down, and instead of helping Galactus like you said he would, he's just like thor is now at the turning point um he's like i'm here you know we're facing the black winter i don't need you anymore i'm gonna do this i have your power cosmic and guess what uh i'm gonna strip you from it <laughs> and thor being the god king he is has that capability and strips galactus you know galactus is having a shitty day at this point like <laughs> it, it is <laughs> it is just going every wrong way possible um, And Um, if it's the winner wants you, then he will have you, and so he knows how evil Galactus is, and he has no sympathy. Handing this man, creature, this cosmic being over, no problem. Um, but he also punishes him first, and he delivers yeah. justice. And again, God damn, dude, these two page spreads.
0: How so, do so, you get better? So I, let's describe that two page panel. But I want to read Thor's, basically his pronouncement of justice. Yes. Because it's so good. Um, He says, "Gallon of Ta, on behalf of the countless planets you've destroyed and laid barren in your wake, for Acropia, for Massachron, for Eleanor 143, for Dravenbar, for Clips, for Silas, for IOX4, for for Vanish 12, for Cryo for Corbin, for Zenla, for Earth, and for Asgard. And then he obliterates Galactus. I
1: sentence you to death. I and sentence you to death. Whenever there's a Krakakurum, cr- you know it's <laughs> going to be a monumental moment. Um, Man, just Galactus' armor shattering apart, his skin underneath it looking withered and beaten, his skull looks like his soul has been sucked out of him, Thor is like glowing with his magnificent white and blue with the most powerful punch ever and then you have these beautiful Kirby dots in the background just kind of sk- glittering right. away that, it's just an epic shot and then you, you end up with this you know helmetless Darth Vader looking Galactus on the next page yeah. and the Black Winter and Thor just just like he's like you know Black Winter's like I'm gonna take him he's mine now and you would assume so like he's like mission's done take your your herald but Thor is like no you'll take nothing and black winter is just threatening him just being like you're you know you you, you have nothing you, I could defeat you what, what are you talking about and uh <laughs> Thor just being the egotistical monster that he is he's just like nay galactus serves me yet and not as a trophy as all the stuff that the black winners saying um but a bomb a weapon. And, dude, this whole thing of combining, like, the power of planets, um, man, it's just, it's this whole little, whatever, one, two, three, four, five panels, just black, blues, and hints of purples and whites, you're getting so much energy in a single page. It's just electrifying.
0: So, I want to remind listeners, as you've listened to us, you know. Uh, just expound on this for uh let's be realistic two parts um (laughs) that thor uses galactus's power Mm -hmm. to uh dispel the black winter we have not seen thor's end yet no we've not Mm -hmm. seen the promised end that the black winter said thor would see and there is, um, there's just a, a bit of narration that I'd like to read, and then, um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll sum this up with how the arc ends. And then the falling of ash of winter amid the graveyard of a world destroyer. There was Thor at the end of everything. You have won nothing. Your end, it cannot be stopped. It is coming. Before I am no, I am no more. Do you want to see how you will die? And there's a a black snowflake. I mean, we have seen bursts and lasers and explosions and all that kind of stuff. And yet the most ominous thing is a black snowflake falling down into Thor's hand and it crumbles into his hand and Thor answers back, yes.
1: You know, it's I love how you said that. Like you're talking about how these cosmic, magnificent, like epic, grandiose moments are happening. It's just like we're cut lasers and planets and creatures, but the simplicity of a snowflake yes. from well, all this mass destruction. It that contrast is what makes this so beautiful.
2: It's also it's also the way the panels are laid out. I mean, if you if you look at this actually. Um, on that page specifically the panels are all the same size Mm -hmm. yes and they all roughly take the same amount of time to read Mm -hmm. so you kind of have this thing that you do with panels that people don't realize is happening when you're reading it is the manipulation of time not just like how time is how long it takes for you the reader, to read the page but how they set up time to progress in the scene because every panel is kind of like a new beat kind of thing, or like the setup to a beat, or however you want to put it. It's a piece to a beat. Yeah. And it's just like, basically, this whole page is giving you that time with this moment. You know, there's been the epic space battles, there's been the giant lasers, the big, you know, explosions, the world-eating moments. But the page takes its time to have this impactful moment of where it all leads up to this. mm mm-hmm yeah it achieves that
1: with the pacing well uh you know looking at the pacing a little bit more like zoning in like when you look at the the text within it um ending everything on the ellipsis or on a period it gives it that poetic feel and you can't help but read it like you would a poem you you know when to pause you know when to move forward and having that blank panel there leaves you like taking it like and then, yes, that's when you let go of your breath like you you breathe in during that last panel because you're just kind of gripped and then you let it go when you see how thor black eyes tears built up with one single word and then you fucking turn this page and it is so like
0: this is his helmet Blackness' ah. helmet is now the like uh the the adornment of the of the tree yes. um, I, I wanna i wanna uh highlight a a a juxtaposition from the beginning of when we started this, you know, our own epic a few hours ago. Um, Mm -hmm. Before we reveal the last page of the uh, book, Thor at the beginning of this arc is so overwhelmed with the mundane, the routine of this new role that he's taken upon. But all these years we've talked about his immortality so much in this arc you know we we had the great panel the renaissance painting panel of him fighting for a year and you know he he's he's a god he's a god that finally became a king uh, i believe the the black winner talks about that as well you know you are a god made king and now a god king is faced with the vision of his destruction and what is that destruction it's Thanos, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a Mjolnir wielding Infinity Stone, infused, empowered, (laughs) yeah, yeah, infused Thanos, and Thanos is standing above what we, you know, we have to assume is a, a a scorched Earth, and all the heroes of the Marvel Universe are behind him in this horrific. Like almost nightmarish i won't say all, not almost it is a nightmare yeah or is think. go ahead
2: sorry i was gonna say do you, can you name all the characters
0: oh goodness oh yeah uh,
1: spidey um Hulk, century, Venom.
2: century medusa, uh, medusa
0: Venom,
1: venom uh, ghost, ghost rider
0: silk Juggernaut. Um, wait, which one's silk How did I miss uh, that? so if, if you look right between uh uh the the ever-loving thing and uh the ghost rider head um the uh the the woman with the mask over her, yeah. over her face oh that is silk oh, oh i couldn't figure that out. Um, that's silk's face covering uh, yeah.
1: it's think like of magic black bolt man thing cap I just don't know she who's Hulk. in between. Uh...
2: Right, right under Thanos' crotch.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Is, uh, is She-Hulk? I was thinking.
1: Who's right above? Oh, I guess that's
2: Medusa because we have Black Bolt over here. But right yeah, above, Hulk. and I think who? Where's the the claws above Juggernaut? Can you? I.
0: I it looks like X twenty three. To be honest, I want to say um, that. And yeah, it's just two claws. Yeah. Um. So. But, you know yeah. we
2: have the
1: Mjolnir with Infinity Gauntlet, but what what glove? What's this black? Is that the glove? Destroyer? Uh,
0: I don't. I, I don't honestly, I don't Destroyer. I, I don't know. I did not. I that's not. Uh, that's not something I I actually looked into. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I'm not too sure what that one is. I think that's a much deeper cut than
0: yeah. I'm
2: aware of. Okay, so that's Silk and Shield. I couldn't tell the way like it's laid out. So uh, okay, hold on. That's why I asked.
0: Uh, let, let let's just let's just look. Let's
2: just. Look. Uh, let's also point out. I think one of the first things Donny Cates did at Marvel was Thanos.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was his first yeah. Marvel, which work. was issue seven. Yeah. Or yeah, it was, it was. He he's really done what like Grant Morrison has done with like comic books is setting his own stage telling his own stories and getting everything he wants involved and making one big climactic story. It's like what he, what Morrison did with like final crisis and seven soldiers of victory. And, um, you know, when you think about like how Donnie's point from silver and golden age references, that was like what Morrison did and he's studying the greats and he's hitting those same marks essentially like Donnie's stuff is what's going to be told and remembered and praised for years at this point.
0: I mean, it, it feels, it's, it, so listeners, I am really unsure how to finalize this conversation because when I say this is a, a it is a must read.
1: You know, I, more- I love this series and I really, you know, we, we've always talked about doing it on the show. We always wait for it to come out a little bit more, but we we're going to do it. And it's just one of those stories that's just like, there's so much to it. And if you really take your time with it, you can see all the great things that are part of it. Like mm-hmm. if you slow down and really just focus and embrace the comic, you're going to be mind blown.
0: Yeah, I um, again, I, I'm, I'm not really sure how to end the conversation, but this is just Ryan talking as a comic book fan. Like I, I could talk about these six issues for a long time.
2: Well, yeah. we did talk about him. Yeah. While, <laughs>
0: really, we have done that. Yeah. Um, and um, and I do want to be respectful of your guys' time, but I mean this run does not end. I mean, Donnie continues to kill yeah. I
2: I didn't know it was ongoing, I thought it was a limited series. Me too, and just it to know reads that limited he, series, his he arc has is many perfect. arcs. His
1: yeah arc is perfect, like you have and, the beginning um, of fulfilling middle, you have the three-act structure is so apparent in it you know issue one is your setup issue two through five is your act two and then issue six is your act three there's no better way he he has just gotten better and better with every new Mm -hmm. thing he does and this is just one of those books like you you can reread this again and again it is it's everything i'd want in a cosmic epic story like he went for thor and he went big yeah
0: we get the i mean get the if you're if you're someone who wants to have the the issues in your hand get the trade it will read like a book yeah beautifully
1: Um, and smoothly digestible you could read this probably this whole thing in like maybe 45 minutes an hour yeah it doesn't take long yeah i I think i
2: i think i went through it on my lunch at work each day yeah just like real quick just fly
1: through it and you will just love and adore it and then once you slow down and read it you're just like god how did i how could I have ever read this at the speed I did, but it's so much action and then compelling story mixed with the pacing
2: ideal. And it's like you said, as an artist killed it. Yeah. The pacing's fun. It's fun. Comic book reading. That's the thing. Like, yeah, it's an awesome story and it's Epic, but like at its core, it's just a book, just doing what superheroes do. It's Thor flying through space, fighting giant cosmic beings. I mean, when you, you get want? that yeah <laughs> like i have always thrown this term around it's comic booky and that's what makes yeah. it great yeah that's that's why the three
0: of us talked for almost three hours uh, yeah <laughs>
2: yeah
1: no 100 percent. and you know the only I, I i it's one of the things you just get too sucked into this book and it's hard not to hit these nods when you're you want to have this apparent for especially for new readers who may not get it or understand but you know what Y'all have a list of things to Google now. So
0: yeah. and, and honestly, um, you know, on, on, on my, on our show accounts, I will, I will try to go back and remember some of these references that we made because uh, so many were made. And then, um, and I definitely want to set you guys up as listeners up to succeed as comic book readers, mm-hmm. um, because we referenced a lot of great stuff, uh, but unless you know where to go find it, um, it may, uh, it may leave you in the dark and we do not want to leave you in the dark. So, um guys anything else you want to say about apollo city comics um anything you guys have coming up on on your feed that you're excited about that maybe uh listeners to across the bifrost might want to check out
2: oh man where to start i mean check out
1: apollo city comics on all podcast platforms we have a youtube uh we do uh some video every so while but there's some cool stuff on there of our episodes yeah. okay. um we have a we have a tiktok where i'm doing one minute reviews over there we have our twitter and instagram awesome. that are very vibrant um Mm -hmm. and you know we just hit our 100th episode our third anniversary uh so we hit some crazy milestones so thank you to everybody who's been a part of it um and then just a quick shout out to lesser known comics um check them out and look into coffee in a comic uh great shop um Mm
2: -hmm. so
1: and that's how we got acquainted to do this show so yeah um, shout out to frank over there
2: yeah and then uh you know with apollo it's just one i i we always kind of have this thing where Brandon tries to describe the show and he always gets like <laughs> <laughs> tongue tied with everything, but it, you know, Paul's it's just all about being the everything and anything comic book podcast. It's mm-hmm. about, we we're trying to do anything we can to change it up. And anything that's comic book related to just make it fun. I mean, it's movie commentaries, comic commentaries, interviews, reviews, discussions,
1: discussions, uh, talks. And just, we, we literally just as, brandon and i are both comic book writers so we're just really just diving into our mediums and yeah. you know what there's film stuff in there i do a lot with uh film and if you want to hear some film talk check out studio side talk um and i do a film podcast called mm-hmm. side watch over there so yeah i mean let us know and we 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 have it covered probably um and we have some yeah. exciting stuff coming up in the next
2: couple months um and, that we're almost ready to announce awesome. yeah and then one quick last shout out i have is absolutely that, you know, Definitely go check out our friends that are always on there. Comron and Danny have always been ones that have like come through and we need them on episodes. You can catch Danny's website, which is thirdplanet.news. And I've actually gone on there and done some comic book reviews. I haven't been able to lately. We've taken a break, but there's some stuff there. And then, you know, of course, Sutro side talk, which always has, uh, you know, always been good to us. Uh, the both of them has been supportive. So definitely go check them out as well.
0: There is a community out there for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you are listening to this show, there are more people out there that love the things you love. So don't, uh, do not fret, dear listener. There are more people (laughs) like you out in the world. Uh, For better or for worse, there's more people. (laughs) Uh, So I want to thank Brandon and Brandon from Paul City Comics for joining us this this week on Across the Bifrost for this epic conversation (laughs) about uh the devourer king and it was uh guys it, it lived up to all i believe all of our expectations so um thank you gentlemen both so so much we'll uh see you down the road oh, Yes,
1: thank you thank you thank you have
2: a good one thank you for having us
0: Well, there you have it, everybody. That concludes our mini series on Donnie Cates and Nick Klein's epic adventure, The Devourer King. And it also concludes our conversation with Brandon and Brandon from Apollo City Comics right now. Uh, just much like the MCU movies do at the end, where they say, like, so and so will return. I can assure you, Brandon and Brandon from Apollo City Comics will return in the future of Across the Bifrost so go to their Instagram follow them at Apollo City Comics go to anywhere you're finding podcasts if you're finding us on a podcast provider I guarantee you Apollo City Comics is there as well so be sure to check them out They would love to have your support and they have just some great content that they're putting out. They've got some uh, good plans for the rest of the year as well that uh, they've uh, shared a a little bit with their hopes and their dreams for their show. So go and support them. And then while you're at it, go rate and review to our podcast, Across the Bifrost, wherever you're finding us. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you enjoyed about the Devourer King. It was one of my favorite miniseries that we've done so far. Really enjoyed those comics, as uh, probably you you could tell from it being three parts. We spent most of the month of November talking about Donnie Cates and Nick Klein's Devourer King. So tell us what you thought about it in the comments or on our social media at Mighty Thor Podcast on Instagram, and then go join our public Facebook group the Across the Bifrost, the Mighty Thor podcast, Facebook group. We got some great stuff up there. I post images from the comics. I tell you what I'm reading. I show you. Uh, recently, I've been showing all of you my new podcast setup. We're going to get some new mics. It's going to be uh, really, really fun to kind of test those out and see how they add to the quality of the show. So, yeah, just lots of cool behind-the-scenes stuff that you get to see on our social media. So go And check that out now. I wanted to give you an announcement, share more details from uh, my little teaser at the beginning of the podcast today. This Thursday is Thanksgiving, it is a great holiday to just uh, uh, spend time with family and friends, you know, uh, wherever you're at, however, you do that. And we have And Across the Bifrost Thanksgiving special in the works for you. We are going to do a a little bit of a a crossover with what's happening in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The first episode of the new Hawkeye series comes out the day before Thanksgiving. So I'm going to hop on here and we're going to talk a little bit about Thor and Hawkeye from this year's Thor annual that featured... The, uh, the arrow-wielding, the bow-shooting Avenger, Hawkeye himself, and then we'll talk a little bit about the debut episode of the show. I hope you uh, can tune in for that uh, somewhere along your Thanksgiving weekend. It'll be a lot of fun. We'll do a cool little bonus episode there, and it should be a good time for all of us. We've got a few of these holiday specials planned for you for the rest of the year. We've got a lot planned for you for the rest of the year, as I've been saying uh, pretty consistently now. So I'm very excited about it. And we've got some great people to come join us along the rest of the journey in 2021. So, friends, thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Thank you again to the guys from Apollo City Comics. And I remind you, until the next time you join us aboard the Rainbow Bridge, dear friends, dear listeners, stay worthy.